Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Jen Sturger's lawyer's office, it's the Jana and the Sherpa Show. Welcome to the show, Jana. It's our lucky 13th show tonight. How are you doing? I can't believe we've already had 13 shows. Well, I've actually, this is only my 11th show. This is your 13th show, but who's counting? Obviously, I'm not. So, anyway, hopefully you're not, Jenna, I know you're a big Cowboy fan. Hopefully you're not too upset about things, but I guess we'll get to that since our two favorite teams are playing this week. So, why don't you set us up and let our listeners know what we're going to be covering tonight. All right, well, we have a busy show as usual tonight. We're going to be here from 9.30 to 10.30, so you've got a full hour of all kinds of arguments and whatever other fun we sh- we uh, send your way. <laughs> we'll be looking at each game, uh, game by game, for fantasy, <coughs> excuse me, fantasy analysis and any other questions that we may have. We're going to take a look at another mile-long list of injuries for this week, and talk about who's a, who's on a bye week. Make sure you take them out of your lineup. And we're also going to look at some sleeper picks at the end of the show. And if we have time, the biggest surprises and biggest busts so far this season. Um, so we've got a lot to go over. And we also want your input all throughout the show. You can get a hold of us a couple of different ways, either on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches Show. That's our Twitter handle. And our email is also the same, the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. Or you can call in at 347 677 1608. That's 347 677 1608. And we also have our chat room open tonight, so you can come have your questions answered that way. Uh, we, I keep an eye on all of these things throughout the show, so is, you'll be heard as soon as you have a question or a comment, whatever you want. If you want to harass Sherpa, that's your prerogative. No, well, um, well never mind. <laughs> During so, the week when we're not on the air, you can find us on fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's a great blog there. Sometimes we debate things. There's always good articles or you can read the Fantasy Football Sherpa's musings on the Huffington Post as well. So why don't we get right into the injuries for this week, since that could probably take up the half of the program just by itself. So why don't you get to the injuries and the, the bye week stuff and any other news you have for us. Okay. Take a deep breath. Hold on. <laughs> Cause we're no, you're the one that breath. has to take the deep breath. <laughs> I know. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, the... Titans quarterback Vince Young, we saw him leave the game on Monday night with a knee ankle injury, but it looks like he's going to still start this week, although that is subject to change. Keep an eye on that. Raiders quarterback Bruce Gronkowski, shoulder injury, still not practicing. Jason Campbell and Kyle Buller split first-team reps this week so far, so it looks like one of the two will probably start. I would lean a little bit towards Jason Campbell just because he's been in the offense longer, but... That's also something you probably want to keep an eye on later in the week. Jaguars quarterback David Garrard has a concussion. He didn't practice. It seems a bit iffy if he's actually going to start. Um, Backup Trent Edwards uh, also injured his thumb this week, so it's kind of a weird situation at Jaguars quarterback. I don't think that it's worth taking a risk on anybody who may play there. They might just run the Wildcat the whole game. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. 
Um, the Eagles quarterback, Kevin Cobb, is going to start again this week. Michael Vick's ribs are too too sore still to play. Uh, Brett Favre is still complaining about his elbow hurting from tendonitis, but there's absolutely positively no way he sits. They're playing Green Bay this week. Um, the uh, Browns he should take quarterback himself out just for entertainment value. Maybe he needs attention. I'm not really sure what his motive is at this point. Um, The Browns quarterback, Jake Salome and Seneca Wallace, both are still nursing sore ankles. They haven't practiced yet. It looks like Colton McCoy, since he did fairly decent against the Steelers last week, is probably getting the start again this week. There's no reason to rush either of them back when he's perfectly adequate. Uh, Green Bay wide receiver Donald Driver didn't practice because he re-injured a strained quad. I'd be shocked if he didn't play. Again, they're playing Brett Favre. I think anybody who's questionable for this Minnesota-Green Bay game probably is going to play. Ravens wide receiver Derek Mason's banged up with both an ankle and finger injuries. He was limited in practice. He's likely going to play still, though. Uh, Denver wide receiver Eddie Royal's got a groin injury, hasn't practiced. I would keep an eye on him right up until Sunday. It's very up in the air right now. Uh, if he doesn't play, it's likely that wide receiver Eric Decker will get hit the start in his place, who mostly runs out of the slot there. Jaguars wide receiver Mike Sims-Walker, who hasn't been very productive at anyway, has a shoulder injury. He's been limited in practice. He's questionable. Chargers wide receivers are all banged up. Pretty much anybody that could possibly catch a ball there has an injury right now. Um, Except Buster Davis. <laughs> yeah, except him. Uh, Nane's got a hamstring injury. He didn't play last week. He didn't practice today. He's hoping he'll come back this week. Uh, Malcolm Floyd, unlikely to play. He's got a hamstring injury. And wide receiver Antonio Gates could also possibly be out with a toe injury, but he's trying to play as well. Uh, the Carolina Steve Smith has a high ankle sprain. He did practice today, so he's hoping to play this week, but that's kind of touch and go. Browns wide receiver Joshua Cribbs, questionable with a concussion. Uh, the Bengals wide receiver Jordan Shipley is coming back from a concussion this week. Chris Chambers, the Chiefs wide receiver, is likely returning from a finger injury. Titans receiver Justin Gage is likely to play after missing last week's game with a hamstring injury. Um, be interesting to see if that depletes any of Kenny Britt's looks and catches this week. Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson is definitely not playing this week after getting absolutely crushed He's got a concussion. He hasn't passed his concussion test. He's also got short neck and shoulders. (laughs) Ravens tight end Todd Heap, who also got absolutely just crushed by Brandon Merriweather, came back and played a little bit at the end of that game. He's also going to play this week, even though he's got some neck pain. Uh, San Francisco tight end Vernon Davis is likely to play, uh, but officially is day-to-day with a bruised knee. San Diego tight end Antonio Antonio Gates is also day-to-day. I told you anybody in San Diego is sketchy at best this week. Um, The Browns wide receiver, or I'm sorry, running back Peyton Hillis, battling that thigh injury still, but he's going to play through it just like he did last week. Uh, Running back Ray Ray still has an ankle, not still, but has an ankle injury now, but he's limited in practice, likely going to play as Chris Johnson, also limited in practice with a thigh injury, but he should play. LaShawn McCoy, the Eagles running back, and running back Ryan Matthews on the Charger, both were limited, um, likely going to play through their injuries this week with rib and ankle injuries, respectively. And since I know you love kickers so much, Giants kicker Lawrence Tynes had didn't play last week because of a sprained ankle. He will kick this week. They released their backup kicker. Uh, and I think that's actually it for injuries. I can breathe now. 
<laughs> you didn't talk about Nate Kading uh-huh. in San Diego, their kicker. Is he is he out this week or what's the deal with him? You know uh, I'm always on the edge of my seat with kickers. I know you love them so much. They're playing a wait and see game right now, it looks like. Oh, okay. Um but even more people that you don't want to have in your lineup, there are four teams on a bye this week. <laughs> the oh, Lions, no. Texans, Colts, and Jets all are off this week. Obviously, with the Lions, you're losing Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron, Javid Best, and I don't know if you classify Sean Hill as a real loss fantasy-wise, but he won't be playing this week. <laughs> the Texans, you're looking at Matt Schaub, Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, all not in your lineup. The Colts with everybody, Peyton Manning, Dallas Clark, Reggie Wayne, Austin Colley, Pierre Garçon, all not available, as are Mark Sanchez, uh, LaDainian Thomason, Sean Green, Santonio Holmes, Dustin Keller, Jericho Cotri. A lot of wide receivers not going to be around this week. <laughs> Between injuries and buys, it's going to be an interesting week at Fantasy Wide Receiver. Okay, everyone, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much, and we'll be back next night. <laughs> seems like it's done now, but anyway. How many words I can say in one breath? <laughs> okay, you can take a breath now, and I'll set up our first game then. First game on the on the <laughs> slate for this weekend is Cincinnati and Atlanta. These I think this is going to be a pretty evenly matched game. Atlanta obviously didn't show much, but everybody's expecting them to bounce back now that they're at home this week and Cincinnati's coming off a bye. I think I'm actually going to go and pick the upset here. I think Cincinnati's going to win this game 24-21. How do you see it? I agree that it's pretty evenly matched. I don't know if you can totally say it's going to be an upset either way, just because I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a fairly good game to watch. Um, I think that um, I want to say Cincinnati wins maybe by three points, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta won either. Um, Fantasy-wise, though, Cincinnati, I think there's a lot of options for you. I would say go ahead and start Carson Palmer. I'm hoping that since they're coming off a bye week, he will be a little bit more like his old self. Um, I would say yes to Tio and Ocho Cinco. Maybe put Jordan Shipley in as a flex player. Uh, absolutely start running back Cedric Benson. I'm kind of up in the air on tight end Jermaine Gresham. Uh, I just think there are some better options out there, but if you have him, there's really no reason not to start him. I would say no to the kicker and probably no to the defense just because I think this is going to be a fair amount of scoring on both sides. So you think it's going to be a higher scoring game than I do then? So on well, the Atlanta on the Atlanta side of things, I like Michael Turner a lot this week. I also like Roddy White, tight end Tony Gonzalez in the defense. I'd say no to wide receiver Harry Douglas now that Michael Jenkins is back. No to kicker um, Matt Ryan. And I also think Matt – excuse me, I said Matt Ryan. I met Matt Bryant. I get confused. The names are too <laughs> similar. And then maybe to yeah. quarterback Matt Ryan and wide receiver uh, Michael Jenkins. Jenkins looked impressive last week, but you know, we're not sure yet whether that was just a one-week flash or whether that's something he's going to be able to keep up. I would I would walk the line with him. And you know, if you have him and you have people on a bye week, go ahead. Otherwise, uh, let him be. So. On to the next game, which I think is going to be one of the better games this week. We've got Pittsburgh at Miami this week. Everybody raves about Pittsburgh's defense. I actually think Miami's going to be able to throw the ball fairly well on them, but I think with Ben Roethlisberger back now, Pittsburgh already has the ground game, and now they're establishing the air game. I think they're going to win this game 30-27. to What's your take on this one? 
Well, I agree. Again, this is shocking. <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to be one of the better games to watch this weekend. I think it's going to be pretty close. Um, I, what, I I wish I could say I think Miami's going to upset them. I wouldn't be totally shocked if they did, but I think Pittsburgh with Big Ben backs just got too many uh, weapons on offense, plus there's their defense, which is sort of a, you know, a mystique around the league. Nobody wants to play them. So I have to say Pittsburgh probably wins, I think maybe by a touchdown. I think the defense will play a bigger role in it. Although I am interested to see this week in if defenses are a little more cautious after all this headshot hoopla this week. That's right. <laughs> well, James Harrison's kind of retiring, in, right? I, allegedly he's considering it. I, <laughs> I sincerely doubt he wants to spend $9 million to actually retire, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, give up $9 million um, and, because you're upset about a $75,000 fine. That makes a lot of sense. I, I doubt he was an accounting major in college. But... Um, Fantasy-wise for Pittsburgh, I would say go ahead and start Ben Roethlisberger. I would start Rashid Mendenhall at running back, or Rashard Mendenhall, I'm sorry. Um, I would say even go ahead and start Heinz Ward, Mike Wallace, tight end Heath Miller. I think Heath Miller's numbers are going to go up now that Big Ben's back in the lineup. They just seem to work better together than any of the other carousel of quarterbacks that were there in the four weeks Big Ben was gone. Um, I would say start the kicker, start the defense pretty easy start most of them <laughs> yeah i think that's what we said about pittsburgh last week when they were playing cleveland i think it took about five seconds to go through them we just said start everybody and that was pretty much it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for miami unfortunately it's not quite that simple this week quarterback chad henney i would start him i think miami's going to move the ball well in the air against pittsburgh but i don't think they're going to have much success running so i would say maybe to ronnie brown but i'd prefer not to no to running back ricky williams Wide receivers, I like Brandon Marshall and Devon Bess a lot in this game. Not so much with uh, wide receiver Brian Hartline. I wouldn't start him. Tight end Anthony Fasano, who we might get into a little bit later, I like him a lot in this game. I like kicker Dan Carpenter because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game with several field goals kicked on both sides, but I don't like the Dolphins' defense because I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game. So, two down and 12 big games to go. So let's get on to the next one, which... (laughs) promises to be one of the more fascinating games of the week. Tongue planted firmly in cheek here. And that would be the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Unless the Ravens bus gets lost on the way to the stadium, I don't see there's any way that the Bills win this game. I think Baltimore will win this something on the order of 27-14, to 14, even if they have to activate their entire practice squad to have enough healthy bodies for the game. But I'm still going with Baltimore in this game. How do you? Who do you like in this one? Um, I just, I can't believe you think Buffalo can score 14 points because I'm not even sure if they can do that. I just, I feel kind of bad for the Bills. They're such a train wreck. It's just, it's kind of hard to watch them play. They're on the Um, clock already. I know. It just, it makes me sad. (laughs) Um, fantasy-wise, I, there's not a ton of fantasy value to be found in Buffalo right now. I feel like the only reason you would start Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I can't even think of a reason why you would have to start Ryan Fitzpatrick short of, you know, all of your quarterbacks being injured and on buys at once. And if that's the case, you have really terrible planning. Um, so I would say hopefully you don't need to start him, but only do if you have to. If you have to start any of their wide receivers, I'd say maybe go with Steve Johnson over Lee Evans, but 
both are options. And I'd say only maybe on running backs, Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller, just because they're not wowing us. They're not putting a ton of points on the board. There's not a lot of offensive yardage to be had. And I would say definitely no tight end, no kicker, no defense. I don't think this is even going to be close. <laughs> I don't think they have a defense. I, I'm not totally sure they do either. <laughs> okay. For the Baltimore side, assuming Ray Rice is healthy enough to make it out on the field, you start him, you start wide receiver Anquan Bolden. If Todd Heap's neck allows him to play, you start him, you start the defense, and you start kicker uh, Billy Cundiff. I'd say no to wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada, and I'd say maybe to quarterbacks Joe Flack, quarterback Joe Flacco, wide receiver, excuse me, wide receiver Derek Mason if he's able to play, and also running back Willis McGay, who, who's probably the only person who's upset that he's actually in Baltimore this weekend. He was probably hoping he would get traded somewhere else and be a feature back, but as we all know, that didn't happen. So poor him. And I don't. <laughs> so moving right along here, we've got. Another fascinating game to look at here. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. Jacksonville looked absolutely pathetic and awful. I can't believe they didn't score the 27 points I thought they were going to score against the Titans last week. Shame on me for thinking that. And the Chiefs actually... Yeah, that's true. And Kansas City actually did quite a bit better against the Houston defense than I thought they would. I was actually touting Houston's defense to some people Sunday morning, and they were saying I was full of it. And as it turns out, for that one particular game, they were right. Nevertheless, I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to pick Kansas City to rack up 31 points. I think Jacksonville will actually be able to score 20. I'm not quite sure how they'll do it, but I think Kansas City wins this game pretty easily, 10 to 14 points, but my prediction is 31-20. Take it away. Um, I I don't see any way that it's possible for Kansas City to not win this game by at least two touchdowns. Jacksonville has no quarterback right now. The, David Garrard is injured, he's concussed. I sincerely doubt there's any way he can get on the field. Um, I'm not super excited about whether or not Trent Edwards is actually going to be able to play, which means it might be the Todd Bowman show in Kansas City this week. Um, And no matter which of the three actually start, I would say do not under any circumstances actually start them in your fantasy football leagues Um, because their quarterback situation is kind of dismal right now. I'm not really excited about most of the rest of the other offensive players. If you had to take a wide receiver, I'd say maybe go Mike Thomas. The only people I'm definitely starting are running back Maurice Jones-Drew, but I would say just be aware that he's not going to give you as much fantasy value as you may think. The Kansas City run defense is the fifth-best average in the league against the run. They give up less than 100 yards, something around 90 on average, to running backs. And since they have no throwing game to speak of right now, they're really going to be keyed in on the run game, and Maurice Jones-Drew's numbers are going to suffer. Um, I would say if you need a tight end, maybe start Mercedes Lewis, although I'm not even sure how he's going to get the ball. <laughs> um, well, just run really, fumble riskies for him the whole game. Maybe Maurice Jones-Drew can throw it to him. I just don't really know. <laughs> I would say definitely don't start the defense. Maybe start the kicker if you're feeling lucky. I like Josh Scobie. He's very good, but I don't know how many actual opportunities he's going to get. But any points that Jacksonville does score, I think, are going to be field goals, so maybe it's worth a shot. 
on the I'm Kansas sorry, Jacksonville City. fans and Buffalo fans. My predictions have been abysmal for you guys. Well, they've been accurate for the most part. I mean, those two teams. It, well, Jacksonville is still, you know, they're still what three and three now. So at least there's if some hope. If they can hope. find a, a quarterback that'll stick, they might be able to stay at 500. I just don't feel real good about this week. <laughs> I actually like Gerard, not not for this week in general. I liked him. I thought he was a sleeper coming into the season, but he sure hasn't shown much outside of a couple of games. He's either really, really awful or, or tolerable. He's never been really, really good. So anyway, moving on to Kansas City, Matt Castle had a big game against the Texans last week. I think he'll continue his improvement this week, at least from a fantasy standpoint. I like both running backs, Jamal Charles and Thomas Jones this week. I think Dwayne Bowe, wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, will have another good game this week. And I also like tight end Tony Moiaki quite a bit. And I'd also start the Kansas City defense against that uh, intimidating Jacksonville offense. I would say (laughs) no to wide receivers Chris Chambers and Dexter McCluster and no to kicker Ryan Suckup just because I think they're going to be kicking extra points all day rather than field goals. So. That's about all Even I have to say about that. Did you know you named one of your fantasy football teams after Suckup? <laughs> I, I did, but I, I I think I dropped him in the bye week and somebody else claimed him oddly enough, so maybe I'll have to trade him. I don't know. I don't, it might be Brett Favre for Ryan Suckup or something. <laughs> but So on to the next game, which promises to be another close game, and that would be the Cleveland Browns at the New Orleans Saints. This one, again, I'm not quite sure why anybody outside of Cleveland or New Orleans would watch this game, but I guess if you have the NFL ticket, you probably are going to watch it at some point or if you have some of these guys on your fantasy team. But I think New Orleans wins this by almost three touchdowns. I'll go with a score of 34-14. What do you think? Um, I can't really disagree with that. I just the Browns are another team that kind of make me sad. <laughs> I I don't think it's fair to have Colt McCoy as a starting quarterback right now. Not that their other two options were much better. I just think he needs a little bit more time to develop, and this is not really the way to do it against Pittsburgh and New Orleans back to back. He wasn't terrible last week against Pittsburgh. I have to give him that, but he really wasn't setting the world on fire either. Um, it looks like probably Jake DeLome and Seneca Wallace with their ankle injuries are not playing this week, and they're in no rush to come back since Colt McCoy was perfectly adequate last week. So he's likely starting, and I'd only start him if you're in a two-quarterback league. Even then, I'd be kind of hesitant to. Um, Muhammad Masqua and Joshua Cribbs are both maybes. Uh, Joshua Cribbs has a concussion. They're both injured, so... Wide receiver Chancey Stuckey might be your best bet for a wide receiver pick out of this bunch. That's a good pick. I like him a lot this week. That's a good one. (laughs) It's an interesting pick. I I don't really know how to feel about that. But for what it's worth, if you're looking for a bi-week pickup, maybe look at Chancey Stuckey. Um, Colt McCoy's got to throw the ball to somebody. And Peyton Hillis is probably going to play through that thigh injury. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, so you may as well go and start him. Um, One thing I would caution is the tight end Evan Moore, the rookie, had a a sort of significant game last week. He caught about 84 yards worth of passes from Colt McCoy. So he and tight end Ben Watson are pretty much splitting time right now. I wouldn't go rush off to pick up Evan Moore in your fantasy leagues just quite yet. Maybe wait another week, see what he does. 
because he's not even their starting tight end. So for what it's worth, I would wait on him. You can maybe look at him or tight end Ben Watson if you've already picked Evan Moore up as flex players, but I don't think they're going to be giving you a ton of value either. Um, I would say no to the kicker and no to the defense because they're going to give up a ton of points, and I don't think they're going to score a ton. <laughs> would you consider Brian Rubisky at all as a wide receiver pickup if you were short on wide receivers this week? I, I don't think I would personally. I just don't think there's going to be enough value for it to be worthwhile. All right. On the New Orleans side, it's pretty much all healthy bodies can be started this week, starting with quarterback Drew Brees. Running back Chris Ivory obviously had the big breakout game last week. You would want to start him again this week. Start wide receiver Marcus Colston. Start tight end Jeremy Shockey. Start the defense and start kicker Garrett Hartley. I would say no to the rest of their running backs. Liddell Betts, I think, is the only healthy one. Pierre Thomas is listed as questionable still, but I wouldn't start him even if he plays. And relatively new addition, Julius Jones, is already hurt. Surprise, surprise, questionable with a shoulder injury. Don't start him. Wide receivers, like I said, start Colston, but pretty much all the other guys on the, the wide receivers, for me, I only start them if I have to. They're all good, but you never know from one week to the next who... Drew Brees is or even one play to the next. I'm inclined to start Robert Meacham out of that bunch. I think I might still start him. I don't know because Lance Moore was getting the targets earlier, and now Henderson's had a couple good games, and then Meacham had a good game last week. I say so. I really don't know from one week to the next what's going on there. So it's all purely speculative on my end. I don't actually draft New Orleans receivers, but yeah, I I like Colston. It's kind of hard to tell. I like Holston and have him in a number of teams, but the rest of the guys, to me, you just put them in a hat and pick out a name, and you're just as likely as not to have something. <laughs> but Drew Brees did have his wife did have her baby this week, so he's got a new right. baby now. <laughs> Sweet, um, and he's not taking family medical leave for for six weeks or anything. We're not going to have to miss him. <laughs> he, he's actually no, going to come to work. I think he's going to stick around. All right. Well, that's good to know. So. Next game, which also, it's not an exciting game, but it could be a pretty close game, is Washington at Chicago. Both these teams are up and down. Washington's maybe a little bit more predictable than Chicago, but I actually like Chicago to win this game. I think they're going to bounce back after the poor effort against Seattle last week, and I think they'll regroup in front of their home fans this week, and I think they're going to win this game 27-24. How do you, what's your take on this one, Janet? I think, as much as it pains me to say, I think Washington's going to win this game, maybe even by a touchdown. Every time Donovan McNabb goes back to Chicago, it's always, oh, the hometown boy is coming back because he is from Chicago, and there was always talk if maybe he gets traded there or signed there, which never, ever happened. But I think he, he rises to the occasion playing in front of his hometown, and um, I I get. I think he's gonna have a good game. I I hate saying it, but <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. I think you can start him in even a one quarterback league this week. I think you start Santana Moss. Um, if you need a flex player or a bye week pickup, maybe look at wide receiver Anthony Armstrong, who was named one of their starters this week since uh, he's been outperforming everybody else, which isn't really saying a ton, but. Um, I think you can also go ahead and start running back Ryan uh, Turan and tight end Chris Cooley always. I would say no to the kicker, 
But yes, the defense, because I don't think it's going to be that high scoring of a game. I thought, didn't Cooley have a concussion in the game last week, or is he cleared to play now? Because I, I thought I saw a lot of people picking up Fred Davis this week, but I could be I could be mistaken about that. But I don't know. He's I'm, a pretty tough dude. He'll play through most anything, so I'm not too worried. All right. On the Chicago side, since I'm a little bit more optimistic about their prospects this week than Jana is, I'd probably start more of them than Jana would. I would start quarterback Jay Cutler. I would start the wide receivers. Um, Johnny Knox and Devin Hester. I would start the defense, and I would start um, the kicker Robbie Gould. Gold, excuse me, um, the Gold family. If you happen to be listening, I would say no to running back Chester Taylor. No, thank you to wide receivers Earl Bennett and Devin Aramashadu. And I would say maybe to running back Matt Forte and tight end Greg Olson. Olson hasn't done anything the last two weeks. But, again, I think with Washington, they could be vulnerable. And same thing, Matt Forte hasn't really shown much um, the last couple weeks, and Washington has a pretty good run defense. So I think Chicago's more likely to spend the the day attacking them through the air rather than on the ground. But, as we know, Forte can be a good part of their air game as well. So, anyway, we'll see what happens here. But I think this could actually be one of the better games on Sunday, even if I'm not excited about either of the teams playing in it. <laughs> I agree. So, moving right along to another game that should be close, but not because the teams are going to be in Dallas in February, and that would be the San Francisco 49ers, who are now the best 1-5 team in history against the Carolina Panthers. And uh, I, I don't like this game at all. I don't even know for sure who, <laughs> I guess... Carolina says that Matt Moore is going to be their quarterback this week. They've already given up on the Jimmy Clausen experience after all two games, at least for this week. And hopefully Mike Singletary can yell at Alex Smith before the game this week and get that out of the way so that they can play effectively from the start. But that's probably not going to happen. They're probably going to have to have another sideline battle in the middle of the game somewhere. But I see San Francisco winning this game 21-17. All right, I can get on board with that. I think San Francisco is going to win. I don't think this is going to be all that much fun to watch unless you are a fan of either of these two teams or an Alex Smith apologist like I am. Um, I feel like I'm a broken record, but I can't believe that that San Francisco doesn't have more wins. I can't believe Alex Smith still hasn't come into his own, although last week I think he finally got through a game without throwing an interception, if I remember correctly, which is a good step. But (laughs) still not really making it a high-tier fantasy player. Um, I would say only start him if you're in a two-quarterback league and are looking for someone to fill a gap. I would say go ahead and start Michael Crabtree. Um, I would not start wide receiver Josh Morgan. I think Crabtree is the only one I'm really interested in starting this week, if any, out of that wide receiver core. Uh, I would absolutely start tight end Vernon Davis. Even though he's a little dinged up, he's still going to play. Yes, on running back Frank Gore, I would not start the kicker or the defense, though, just because I don't think either are particularly good. Um, but Carolina's not going to score a ton of points, so if you're absolutely scrounging for defense, it, you could pick them up, I guess. Well, that <laughs> sounds like a ringing endorsement. endorsement. <laughs> no. Well, so on the Carolina side of things, again, uh, it's it's pretty it's going to be pretty rough slog for them this week. D'Angelo Williams, running back D'Angelo Williams, I would start him. I would start um, 
Dante Rosario, if he's healthy enough to play right now, he's listed as questionable with a knee problem. And I would start the defense for Carolina only because I don't think San Francisco has much of an offense, not because their defense is any great shakes. I would say no to quarterback Matt Moore, no to kicker John Casey, maybe to running back Jonathan Stewart, depending on what else you have going on on your roster running back-wise, and maybe to wide receiver Steve Smith, who is listed as probable with his ankle injury, so apparently it's better after the bye week, and we'll see, but hopefully... uh, He really wants to play, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets on the field, if he talks his way on, but I don't know how productive he can actually be. I don't think he's going to be able to tear away for big runs or anything like that. I mean, his it's it's pretty clear from reading between the lines that his ankle is not 100%, so it's kind of touch and go on how much you'll actually get out of him. Well, maybe he'll, well, anyway, yeah, (laughs) hopefully you have better options this week than, than Steve Smith. So moving along to another game that could be close, if not all that entertaining, that would be the St. Louis Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before you get all excited and tell me, Sherpa, you're crazy for picking St. Louis to win this game 2017, that that you don't think it's going to be a blowout in St. Louis's favor, I remind you they lost two weeks ago to the Detroit Lions by a 44-6 score. So the Rams, in spite of... uh, of uh, Sam Bradford's inspired play recently. They're they're not invincible. He's a rookie quarterback. He's going to have his ups and downs. And I just happen to think that this game will be more down than up for him. So I see St. Louis winning this game by field goal, 20-17. to 17. What's How do you see this one, Janet? Um, I agree. St. Louis is going to win this game. And I think most of it's going to be on the arm of Sam Bradford. I know I'm a Josh Freeman proponent, I guess. I I was big up on him in preseason, but um, he hasn't really shown up. I don't know if he knows the season's actually started yet because he definitely isn't playing like it has. Um, I think St. Louis wins, I think maybe by a touchdown, but I don't think either team can really go above 21 points, and, and that might be a stretch. Um, so it's another game that will be close, but not in a good way. <laughs> Uh, I would start Sam Bradford if in a two-quarterback league. I wouldn't do it if you're only starting one. I would say no to Denny Amendola this week. Maybe to rookie uh, Denario Alexander if you need uh, a bi-week replacement. He played last week. He had a decent game, but he's a rookie. It's a rookie quarterback. They're on a bad team. It's not really a recipe for long-term success. Uh, absolutely start running back Steven Jackson. I don't know why you would ever not. But I would say no tight ends, no kickers. And, again, this is a defense that maybe if you need a somebody and there's nobody out there, Tampa Bay's not going to score a ton of points, so it may not be a terrible choice, but it's not your best one either. <laughs> Certainly not someone you want to buy and hold for the rest of the season. No, no, this would be like a one-and-done deal. <laughs> One-week rental. And on the Tampa Bay side, the story is pretty similar. The only position player I'm really wanting to start this week would be Kellen Winslow, and as usual, he's listed as questionable with a knee injury, but as usual, he'll probably play because, after all, he is a soldier. And I would say yes also to the defense because, again, I don't think St. Louis is going to score much, ergo I'll, I'll 
take the defense that's uh, going against them. I'll say no to running back Cadillac Williams, no to kicker Connor Barth. I'll say quarterback Josh Freeman. I He's a maybe in my book. It, again, if you've got uh, Peyton Manning or somebody out on bye this week and you need a second quarterback, certainly consider him. And Mike Williams, the wide receiver, I've been impressed by him. It's tough to throw against St. Louis's defense, so I say maybe, but I would lean towards yes with him. But, again, this is probably not a game you're going to want to watch unless you have a rooting interest in either team. If you're only watching this game because you have a fantasy interest in either team, you're probably going to spend most of the afternoon yawning and running back and forth to the refrigerator and whatever else, raking leaves or whatever else you have going on this weekend. So... (laughs) Let's move on. Yes, let's move on. Too much talk about raking leaves and not enough talk about Philadelphia at Tennessee. This, it's almost like the the survival of the the fittest or you know last man standing. Both teams are racked by injuries, but I think Philadelphia just has a little more overall depth, and I like their quarterback more. So I'm going to go with Philadelphia 24-17 in this game. What's your take on this one, Jana? Um, I think I, I agree. I think it's going to be right around that score. Philadelphia wins. I, I don't think there's any question in my mind that Philadelphia wins this game. I would be shocked if Tennessee upset them. Um, I really like Kevin Cobb, quarterback in that team. It gives it a, a very different look and feel than when Michael Vixen. I just happen to prefer the Kevin Cobb version. Um, but, again, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm not totally in love with the Philadelphia Eagles to begin with. <laughs> Uh, well, that's almost irrelevant I, I would, at this point. They don't really care if the Eagles win or not because they're they're so far down in the cellar that it hardly matters anymore. Denial, denial, denial. <laughs> I'm moving on. Okay. Uh, Kevin Cobb, I would start even in a 12-team, one-quarterback league. I would go ahead and start him. Uh, I would start running back with Sean McCoy, even though he's a little banged up. Um Yes, Jeremy Macklin, he and Kevin Cobb have good chemistry, and especially now with Deshaun Jackson not playing this week, the majority of the looks are going to go his way. Um, Jason Avant may be an interesting pickup. Uh, I know he's not owned in a ton of leagues, but he will get a fair amount of looks this week with Deshaun Jackson out. And I might even go as far as to, if you're really desperate and in a very deep league, maybe look at Riley Cooper, who's the rookie out of Florida. He is going to be the third wide receiver this week, and I happen to really like him, even though he's coming off a concussion. Um, tight end Brex, Brent Selleck, you should absolutely have in your starting lineup. He and Kevin Cobb are roommates. They have really great chemistry, and he sees a lot more action when Kevin Cobb's the starting quarterback. I would say yes to the kicker, and yes to the defense. I don't know how much Tennessee is actually going to score on them, it's all going to depend on how healthy Vince Young actually is. Would you consider either Elder Buckley or um, Jerome Harrison as possible running back fill-ins if you were really desperate? Mm, I'm not ready to put Jerome Harrison in just yet. But Apparently the Eagles I, aren't I, either. I He, I don't think, even was uh, active on the roster last week. Right, so, I, was, I don't know yes. how much faith they have in him just yet. <laughs> well, at least he's had a couple of days to read the playbook this week and attend practice before being thrown out. Yeah, there so a game, maybe, but. maybe, um, and it's still pretty questionable on where in the depth chart Michael Vick's actually going to be if he's going to be the number two quarterback and the number three. 
Um, but I, I don't think he sees any playing time, so it's not even worth trying to hope for a fantasy point or two in a Wildcat. And you're not picking up my Kafka yet? No. <laughs> not quite yet. All right. Maybe next week. So for Tennessee, I would definitely start Chris Johnson. I would start tight end Bo Scaife, and I would start the defense because I think it's going to be a fairly low-scoring game. I'd say no to whoever their quarterback is, probably Vince Young, but just in case it's Kerry Collins, it doesn't matter. You don't want to start either of them. I would say no to all the wide receivers. I know they've all had their turn to shine this season, but I just don't think they're going to do much against Philadelphia's pass defense. So if you're a Kenny Britt owner, Nate Washington owner, a Justin Gage owner, I would keep them nailed to your bench this week. (laughs) Well, congratulations. I I might take the chance and start him. (laughs) If I were going to take any chance on any of them, it would be him, but I just don't want to take that chance this week. And Rob Baronis, I don't start him this week either. Javon Ringer actually got some uh, carries last week. I think it was the highest carries that he's highest number of carries he's had in his brief career. So he might be somebody worth starting if you're in a deep league and you're desperate for flex option. Consider him, but again, unless something happens to Chris Johnson, he's not going to get more than you know, eight or ten carries, or unless they're blowing out or being blown out, chances are that he's going to be on the bench most of the game. But uh, anyway, I I don't see this being a blowout either way, so Javon Ringer is a maybe for me. On to another exciting game. We've got the Arizona, the Arizona Derek Andersons against the Seattle Matt Hasselbacks. I'm not particularly excited about this game. Seattle finally won a game on the road last week. Arizona, eh. I, I think Max Hall will prove ultimately to be an improvement over Derek Anderson. You know, pretty much anything above a corpse would be. But I think Seattle's going to pull this one out 27-21 far under the home crowd. Um, I think I think that Seattle probably wins this. Matt Hasselbeck looked better last week. Um, and Arizona is not super scary right now with Max Hall at the helm. Um, that being said, there is some fantasy value in Arizona because I do think they are able to score some points, just not a ton. Um, I think you can start Max Hall in a two-quarterback league if you're really looking for somebody to fill the gap. Um, you can go ahead and start Larry Fitzgerald. He's going to catch anything that's thrown his way. I would say maybe look at Steve Breston as a flex, or if you need an option for somebody who's on a bye week, he's coming back from his knee injury. Um, Beanie Wells or Tim Hightower, if you're looking for running backs, they're not terrible choices. I would not go with any tight ends, kickers, or defenses, though. I just, I'm not really excited about any of the options. <laughs> not even early do set? Not even early do set. Well, sorry, Mrs. Doucette, better luck next week. <laughs> so for Seattle, Matt Hasselbeck, I'm still not all that excited about him, even against Arizona's defense. He's a maybe for me. Uh, running back Marshawn Lynch, I would start. Running back Justin Forsett, maybe. Again, it's not totally clear how that backfield situation is going to shake out, but at this point it looks like Lynch will probably get more carries than Forsett. 
Wide receiver-wise, Mike Williams came back from the dead last week and actually caught 10 passes. I think going forward now that they've traded Deion Branch, that he and Deion Butler are the two guys there that you want to take a look at. For this week, I would start Williams, and I'd only start Butler if you're in a deeper league and need a bi-week fill-in. John Carlson's been MIA for a few weeks, but I think you start him this week, and I would start the defense, and I would start kicker Orlando um, Orlando Mare, just because I don't think that I, I think they're going to kick several field goals and ultimately win the game, and I don't think Arizona's going to score much. Have we had enough of this All game right. yet? Yep. All right. Let's move on. Moving right along to a much more interesting game, although I don't think it's going to be as competitive as Jana does because I'm not as big on the Patriots as Jana is. We've got New England playing another really talented team that only has one win, so therefore I don't think we can call them really talented at this point, and that would be the San Diego Chargers. I think San Diego bounces back this week. I think they win this game by at least 10 points. I'll go with a score of 28-17 San Diego over New England. All right. I mean, I just think that San Diego's a little too decimated by injuries for them to actually pull out a win here. I think New England wins. I think that uh, maybe I maybe they they win by a field goal, a touchdown if they're really lucky. I don't think it's going to be uh, you know a blowout in any way. I just don't think San Diego can beat them right now. Um, I would go ahead, obviously, start Tom Brady, which is not obvious in the Sherpa's world, but it is in mine. I'm okay with starting him here. (laughs) I think you have to start Deion Branch after what happened last week. I know I was a little hesitant, too, but he proved me wrong. Love that Uh, guy for the rest of the season. (laughs) Editorial comment here. Go ahead. Um, maybe Danny Woodhead, if you're looking for a flex player, he's eligible in most leagues at wide receiver and running back. Um, maybe Ben Jarvis Greenellis, the law firm. Um, again, it really depends on what your options are. Uh, I would say absolutely start tight end Aaron Hernandez. He's been on fire the last couple of weeks. He's getting a ton of looks and a ton of catches. I would start the kicker, but not the defense, because I think there's going to be a fair amount of scoring on both sides. And I'm not totally blown away by New England's defense either. How in the world does Danny Woodhead get more playing time than than Ben Jarvis Green Ellis? I can't explain it. It just happens. <laughs> I can't either. I, I don't know. It's like aliens kidnapped Bill Belichick's mind and carted it off before that game last week. I I mean, they won, so I guess all is well that ends well. But I just, I really, I don't see that. I, I just don't. I, I still like Ben Jarvis Green Ellis more than... Danny Woodhead, but um, what do I know? All right. So San Diego, I start. I start Philip Rivers. I'll say start wide receiver Buster Davis because he's pretty much the only healthy wide receiver on the roster. I'd start Antonio Gates if he's healthy enough to play, which isn't a given, and I'll start their defense because I just don't think New England will be able to do much against them. I'd say no to running backs Mike Tolbert and Darren Sproles, no to kicker Nate Kading if he is healthy enough to play, and I'd say no to his replacement if he's not healthy enough to play. Maybe for running back Ryan Matthews, depends what your other options are. Maybe to wide receivers Malcolm Floyd, Legadu Nane, and Patrick Creighton. Again, it all depends who plays and how desperate you are. But if if you can, I'd stay away from that whole mess this week. All right. Let's move on to another potential mess of a team. (laughs) Well, Oakland, they're they're 
Yeah, they're not. They're certainly not a, a winning team by any stretch of the imagination yet, and they certainly pulled a stinker against the 49ers last week. But I, I'm still. They're they're showing signs of improvement. I'm, I'm certainly not an apologist am, for Raider Nation. I am not. I'm not sold on Oakland. <laughs> not yet. Um, well, it's very up in the air who's going to be the quarterback this week. Any number what do you think of will win the game? Characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Denver score? wins. I don't. I, I think. I agree with you. How much? Think. I'll say twenty-four seventeen. How much do you think they're going to win by? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it were two touchdowns. Okay. So. But. I'm not really interested in any of the potential quarterbacks in Oakland. I wouldn't start any of them. Um, If you're really looking for a replacement, only do it in a two-quarterback league and really think hard before you do. Um, Looking at wide receivers, the only one that I think has any real value this week is maybe Lewis Murphy. I would say no to Darius Hayward Bay. Oh, uh, Sherpa's finally gotten off that bandwagon. <laughs> I'm I'm really not excited about either running back prospect. Darren McFadden's coming back this week from injury. Michael Bush was atrocious last week, and now he's got McFadden, who will take away carries, and I don't think either of them will benefit from that. Um, you could start tight end Zach Miller if you're looking for a tight end. I would say no to the kicker, no to the defense. There's just no no way there's enough value for either of those. Hmm. I guess I'm still, I'm well. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. I'm still more of a Michael Bush fan, but uh, we'll see what happens there. For the Broncos, I don't think they're going to be able to throw much against the Raiders secondary. So, quarterback Kyle Orton is a maybe for me, and as are wide receivers uh, Brandon Lloyd and uh, Demarius Thomas. I would say the only guy I'm really excited about on the offense and really excited is an overstatement would be running back Noshawn Moreno. I think he's going to have a big week this week, assuming he stays healthy for four quarters. And I also like the defense just because, as you pointed out, they don't know who Oakland doesn't know who the quarterback is. They don't know who the running backs are. They don't uh, seem neither quarterback seems to be able to get the ball to a wide receiver. It's just a mess. So I like the defense. Yeah. Running back wise, I stay away from Lawrence. Maroney and wide receiver Eddie Royal. He's banged up, but uh, you don't want to start him this week, even if he, if even if he does know what day it is. And kicker Matt Prater, I'd say he's also a no this week. So not a lot of value on either side of the ball this week for either team. So unless you have to let's watch this game, game do yourself a favor. Value, don't. <laughs> I said let's look at a game that does have value. Then let's look at Minnesota Green Bay. I'm not convinced this game has as much fantasy value as, as as you seem to think it is. I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game. I don't think either offense is going to be able to do much with either defense. I'll say that Minnesota finds a way to win this game, but I see a final score something on the order of 21-17. I don't think this is going to be one of those games with lots of offensive fireworks and a 35-31 final score, but what, how do you – See this one playing out. I beg to differ. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. I think that Green. I think Green Bay wins, and I think at least three touchdowns from both teams. I think they at least get into at least twenty-one or so points. But I think Green Bay probably wins by a field goal. Maybe they get wild and win by a touchdown. But I think it does come down to the wire. Um, Minnesota, the ever-revolving Brett Favre circus is going to take another another turn to Green Bay, which will 
be a media circus. Ed Warder and Rachel Nichols will be all over the place. Um, I just Brett Favre says his elbow hurts. He plays through it anyway. I'm I'm not super impressed with what he's had to offer this this season so far, but I do believe he can kick it into another gear playing in Green Bay. So I think he's a, a fair amount of value to start this week. I think you can start Randy Moss. Percy Harvin, Adrian Peterson, and tight end Vasante Shanko, but I would not start the kicker or defense um, just because I think it is going to be a high-scoring game. On the Green Bay side of things, since I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, I would start Green Bay's defense. I just don't see Green Bay doing much against the Minnesota defense either on the ground or through the air, so I'm going to say no to Aaron Rodgers, which will probably offend people, but I said no to Tom Brady last week. I'm under right now. Well, tough. And running back wise, okay, you can be unhappy for another five seconds while I finish this. (laughs) Running back Brandon Jackson's a no. Wide receivers uh, James Jones and Jordy Nelson are no's, and kicker Mason Crosby's a no. And I would say maybe to wide receiver Donald Driver if he plays, which he probably will, and Greg Jennings, and tight end uh, Anthony Corliss. But uh, I'm, I'm just not excited about this game from a fantasy standpoint for either team so well we'll see what happens now moving on to the marquee matchup of the week and that would be the new york giants the first place new york giants against the last place dallas cowboys and i don't think dallas is why don't you I, I don't think that Dallas is going to roll over and play dead, but I do think that the Giants ultimately are going to win this game. I think Dallas is going to find some way to self-destruct when the chips are down, so I'll look at this game. And again, I'm guessing that I think this is going to be a lower scoring game than you do. I'll go for New York 24, Dallas 21. I certainly don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I There's no way I can possibly make myself say that the Giants could win this game. I still believe that Dallas can maybe find the light at the end of this atrocious tunnel and do something, maybe win a game. That would be an entirely novel concept to them. Um, but right now they are a very hard team to watch, even if you are a diehard fan, because they are just shooting themselves in the foot at every possible moment. So They're easy to watch if you like celebration no- penalties. Here's to hoping there are no celebrations and lots of scoring, but I realistically I think that it's maybe won by a field goal. I think it's another game that comes down to the wire, but I do think that Dallas will pull it out. That being said, <laughs> I think there's a fair amount of value on the Giants' side of this game. I think you can start Eli Manning. Um, I would start the Giants' version of Steve Smith and – Maybe even Mario Manningham and, and Hakeem Nix. I like them all. Um, running back, Ahmed Bradshaw, go ahead and start. Maybe Brandon Jacobs is a flex player. Uh, I picked him as a sleeper last week, and he scored two touchdowns, but he didn't have an actual uh, ton of yards. Uh, I would not start tight end Kevin Boss. I'm not super impressed with what he's been doing right now. Um, maybe the kicker if he needs somebody, but, again, he has a sprained ankle, but he's still going to play. And I would go ahead and start their defense because as much as I love my Cowboys, they may not score a ton of points. (laughs) On the Dallas side of things, I would start Jason Witten, tight end Jason Witten, and I'd start their defense, and that's pretty much it. 
I'd say no to running back Marion Barber and no to kicker David Bueller, but there are a whole bunch of guys that I think you can start if you need to, but again, hopefully you have better options. Tony Romo in general, I like him as a fantasy player, but I just don't like him going against the Giants defense. So I'd say maybe about him this week. Hopefully you have better options that you know don't play for, that aren't named Max Hall or or something like that. Running back Felix Jones is a maybe for me and the whole wide receiver core, you know, Miles Austin, Des Bryant, Roy Williams, they're all maybes for me. Yeah, I could see starting them but I'm just not real optimistic about their prospects. I just think Tony Romo is going to spend a lot of time throwing to tight ends this weekend, so this, this Monday. So, as I said before, Witten and maybe even Martellus Bennett if you're desperate just because I think the tight ends are going to get most of the, the targets for Dallas this weekend, but that's how I see it. So do we have a minute or two before we need to go off the air that we can – Talk about We've got about two minutes, so we can look at a couple of sleepers real quick. Maybe you want to give us two, and, and then I will, and we'll see where we're at then. All right. How about quarterback? Who's your biggest sleeper for the rest of the season? I just told you to go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I I'll, can if you'd like, but I'm more well, interested because I was in the wide take your, I was going to take your pick. I was going to pick Josh Freeman. Oh, it breaks my heart. <laughs> Is that who you were going to pick? Um, no, I um, right. I really like Chad Henney. I know he's just barely owned in 40% of the leagues, which we use as our cutoff. Um, but he, I think he's very underrated. I think he brings a lot to the table. He's got a ton of fantasy value, and I don't understand why more people don't own him. <laughs> I, I agree with you. That is a good choice. And the other guys I would look at would be Josh Freeman and Matthew Stafford. I'm I'm getting back on the bandwagon now that he's going to be playing again. I got really horrified when he had to dress up at the end of the Giants game there, but uh, fortunately he wasn't needed. So running backs, who who's your running back sleeper for the rest of the season, or what guy or two do you like there? Um, you know I'm not. I'm not too excited about a ton of running backs right now. I'm more disappointed in people who should be doing their job better. Um, but I think that while there are still injuries in Indianapolis, that uh, Mike Hart is not a bad sleeper pick there. He's going to get a fair mm-hmm. amount of carries over the next couple of weeks. But I don't know. Well, I guess I you won't be getting many thrilled. this week. <laughs> no, not this week. No, the the two guys I'd keep an eye on would be running back Derek Ward with Houston and running back uh, Keelan Williams with Washington. I'm just not convinced that uh, Ryan Terrain is going to stay healthy for the rest of the season. So those are my guys I'd keep an eye on at running back. Uh, wide receiver, who do you who do you have there? We are out of time, <laughs> but next week we're going to look at wide receivers and. Um, revisit the sleeper topic. We'll also look at dig at surprises and busts to date this season. And we'll look at injuries and analysis from uh, week eight, talk about the buys, you know, the usual drill. And we'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern as we are all throughout the season. And during the week, you can contact us via Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. And Sunday mornings, uh, the Sherpa is there giving all kinds of fantasy uh, questions answered and suggestions, so feel free to come by. And email, it's the same handle, the number 4THNinchesShow at gmail.com. You can also visit the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog 
where there's all kinds of interesting stories all week long, as well as reading the Fantasy Football Sherpa's musings on the Huffington Post. And hopefully these games are not as brutal as we think some of them will be. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, everybody, and pick up Matthew Stafford. He's still available in your league. (laughs) 